the hardest part about running a business, whether you're making kind of micro decisions for your business or macro decisions of like, what business should I be doing is the decision point of, should I keep doing this and pushing and hustling? Or is this, is this something I really need to pivot away from? Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today I have a business owner on that is building a business in a space that you usually don't hear a lot of people talking about building a business. So I definitely want to jump into the story with Evan Klein. So welcome to the show, Evan. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you're building a business in the gaming space and we're going to jump to that in a moment. But can you tell the people a little bit about your background before we jump into that part of the story? Yeah, uh, I have a, a strange meandering background. Uh, I actually went to school uh, for religious studies, and I originally wanted to work in the church and become a pastor. I did that for five years and realized I didn't want to do that with the rest of my life and uh, went into the workforce and found that uh, religious, religious study degree doesn't fly so well in the corporate world <laughs> as you might you know uh so um got a job at starbucks as all good millennials do and worked my way up uh to a manager position also became a coffee master while i was at starbucks uh have a special black apron um and uh, transitioned that to work for a telecom distributor uh, and kind of did uh, started getting my feet wet with business development, sales, marketing. I was uh, the next youngest person at the company. was about 50 years old. So I was kind of this young buck just kind of that they didn't really know what to do with. Um, but in, by telecom distributor, maybe I should explain that. We basically just sold everything that makes the internet work. So like fiber cables, like Spectrum was our number one customer as an example. So if they're building out internet to a neighborhood, we would sell them all the stuff to make that possible. Um, eventually, uh, after kind of realizing, hey, and getting sick of making other people millions of dollars, I was like, hey, if I can get even a fraction of that myself, I'll be doing okay. And um, I quit and kind of started the whole token thing, um, which we can get into later. But that's that's the, the brief history of Evan post-college anyway. Got it. Now, before we jump into the story of Tolkien, like you got to explain me, what is a coffee master? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, there's um you basically go through a course and learn how to identify coffees from different regions based on, uh, you know, tasting profiles and how to do more esoteric coffee drinking things like cupping coffee, which is basically you're literally just pouring hot water into a cup of beans and then like uh, drinking it straight from that. Uh, there's, you know, it's just a, a, a really pretentious way to drink coffee and you kind of <laughs> learn how to do that. Uh, but it was cool. Like got to learn, you know, what, what actually makes different region coffee grown in different regions, what makes it different. Um, and, you know, had to give a presentational to the regional manager of the southeast and proved to her that i knew how to taste coffee and could show that to other people 
and then I would, um, there are special, um, I forget what they're called now, but, uh, they're basically like specific Starbucks stores that have, uh, like small batch coffee basically. And you have to be a, well, at least you used to, I think they might have made like remove this restriction because it's kind of hard to do but at least at the time you had to be a coffee master to even work at one of those stores um so anyway that's that's what a coffee master is okay gotcha i'm always curious i mean when they advertise the uh the arabica coffee beans like what's the uniqueness about that (laughs) so arabica is it's more of like um uh just a, a general quality standard um it really almost means nothing at this point uh, basically any coffee bean you'll be drinking can say it's arabica but i think at one point in the past it used to be more significant but i think now for the most part you can kind of consume or assume all coffee you're drinking is that um i I'm, i actually don't remember what it stands for actually it's something about if i remember right it's about the um uh, what's the what's the term the um, why can't I think uh, like how high the elevation that the coffee is grown at so um, I don't know how deep you want to dive into this but uh, coffee similar to like wine and grapes uh, actually grows a better fruit if the growing conditions are more harsh so like wine um, for instance, here in North Carolina, all the good wineries are kind of up in the mountains uh, towards Asheville um, because for whatever reason, like the harsh conditions force like the vines grow, like work harder to make and that produces a better fruit. Coffee is the same. So Arabica um, just means it has to do with the elevation level, I'm pretty sure, because it's actually you can grow more coffee faster and cheaper at a lower elevation because you know it's hotter the climate's warmer it's much more like the vines grow better but the end product isn't as good so um, someone can fact check me on that maybe (laughs) they can comment if i'm wrong but if if my memory serves that's what it stands for gotcha see everyone that's why you need to subscribe you know you get these random facts that that you know you didn't know you were going to learn about coffee you came because you you were going to learn about, you know, this awesome token business in the gaming <laughs> industry, but we gave you a little bonus for the coffee. So there you go. <laughs> now moving on to token. So, you know, can you help people understand, you know, what is token? Yeah. So token is an app that makes it easy to find and play board games with your friends. And so I have to clarify, we are in gaming, but we're specifically in like tabletop gaming. So um, if you're just listening to this audio, you won't get this, but I have a bunch of board games like right behind me. Um, and so, and I often have to, uh, reiterate, you know, board games, tabletop games, think like Yahtzee or Monopoly or poker or those kind of things. So what we found, um, and we can dig into this more perhaps, but, uh, the number one problem in the tabletop world is people have trouble finding other people to play games. Uh, and, uh, it's, you know, it's not necessarily surprising in our world today. It can be difficult to just take a couple hours and match up with some other people to, you know, find them to play or just hang out period. But then if you want to do something specific, like play board games, uh, 
that can be hard. So we created a solution that makes that easy. Nice. I, I love it. You know, and it was one of those things that some people may not realize, like how big board gaming is and like how interested in, I learned that a little bit more because there's actually a business down the street from uh, where I live um, in uh, Pineville, North Carolina, where um, every time I would drive by, I would see people in there playing board games to where I'm just like, man, they seem to get pretty consistent, um, you know, customer traffic there because I'm like, this is something people are really interested in. Now, were you surprised when you started, you know, diving into this industry or looking at it, like how interested people still are? Yeah, uh, it's, it's fascinating. Um, so my favorite, so that my, I have two favorite statistics that kind of show how big the industry is. So the first one is, uh, if you're familiar with Kickstarter, which I'm sure you are, and anyone in your audience, you know, it's a crowdfunding platform. People can put creative projects up on there. Um, you know, they, I don't know how much money they do per year, This, but it's in the billions. I'm almost positive. But board games on Kickstarter in 2019 raised, across all board game tabletop projects, raised $180 million. And then in 2020 that jumped up to $230 million, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's one of the, it's the only category on Kickstarter that's growing double digits year over year. And it makes up one third of Kickstarter's revenue and is their single largest category on Kickstarter. Um, so just to frame, uh, and that's like, you know, the early adopters, the bleeding edge of the market, these people who are bringing new products to life. Um, my other favorite, uh, thing just as like a you know thermometer for the industry if you will is the reddit thread r slash board games is growing by about 200,000 new subscribers a month um, so this time last year it was about 2 million and now it's up to like 3.4 million like so you know just people who want to talk about board games uh, so those are just a kind of a couple you know, things you can look at about how many people are interested, how fast the hobby is growing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. If, if like, uh, I'll just say if the only board games you or like any of your listeners are familiar with are like Monopoly or Scrabble or Risk or whatever, there a lot of development has happened over the past almost 100 years at this point. You know, Monopoly came back or came out like in the 40s or mm -hmm. 30s even maybe. Um, there's a lot of great games out there that are a lot more fun than Monopoly. <laughs> and that was one of, that's one of the things that um, we saw that was a problem is there's not an easy on-ramp in, into the industry. So like, if you want to find, figure out what a good board game that you would like to find is, there's not a clear spot for you to go other than just typing into Google, like mm -hmm. what are cool board games, you know? Um, so that's when, uh, that's why when, you know, what token is to discover and play board games, we just make that whole process easy where you can go on the platform, we help you find a game that you'll be interested in. Think of like Netflix recommendations or Spotify, you know, weekly playlists that they give to you where it's tailored recommendations for you. And then we help you find people to actually play the games that you'll enjoy. Nice, nice. You know, I think that that's, that's a, a very unique approach because you know, it sounds like you guys are combining like, you know, two things with like people getting introduced to things and then also 
finding a community to enjoy it with. <laughs> yeah, and it, I don't think it's actually that novel of an idea because, uh, like, again, Spotify does that for the music industry. Netflix, Hulu, now Disney Plus does that for the movie TV industry. You know, you can think of like Audible does that for the audiobook industry. Uh, but there just wasn't anyone really doing that for the board game industry. And we felt that there was a room for that kind of platform in the space and a need for it, where not only could we help you find content, but we can help you enjoy it as well. Um, board games are just unique because unlike movies or music or even most video games, you need other people to play board games. It's kind of like an essential part of the entertainment. Uh, and so that's why we, that, that's kind of core to the platform is just helping you find other people to play. Gotcha. Nice. So right now on the platform, about how many different games do you guys have on there? Uh, well, I'll caveat this whole conversation with we're currently not live on any of the app stores because of the current pandemic situation. We didn't want to encourage people to be meeting up. Um, and so, uh, so set that aside, we're relaunching this year. Um, but uh, so stay tuned, you know, stay on the lookout if this is interesting to you. But um, so that's the caveat, but to answer the question, um, any game that ever existed ever uh, so because we're we it's just a database where we're either showing you new games or you're indicating to people around you you want to play this game but we have an exhaustive database of yeah any game that's ever been published gotcha Awesome. Awesome. Now, one of the things that, uh, you know, was interesting to me is, you know, when we connected, because, you know, I saw that you were, you were joining Pitch Breakfast, um, which is, you know, a great opportunity to, you know, pitch your business to, uh, I guess, to practice your pitch to other people that are, you know, in the industry, investing in different businesses, investing in startups, and, you know, what was that experience like uh, of pitching your business? And what are some of the things you learned there? Um, it was a good experience. I mean, that's a that's a sharp group of people. Um, I got a lot of good feedback. Um, and uh, I kind of wish I could have uh, participated when it was an in-person event. I think that would have been more robust. I don't know if you had, had been a part of it in the in-person portion because i know they're doing you know obviously because of the pandemic they're doing online stuff at the moment uh but it was good it it uh that wasn't my first time pitching i mean we've at least to, we brought token through a startup accelerator and now we're in a startup incubator um which is effectively like cheap co-working space with access to mentors and things like that um and part of that is you know, I'm just pitching like a couple times a month and have been for the past <laughs> two years. So that part of it wasn't necessarily unique, but the, there was some good people because uh, they have moderators who kind of lead the charge in terms of questions. Um, and they were, um, yeah, I, I thought I got some good feedback. And then afterwards they have breakout rooms and had some good conversations with folks. Awesome, awesome, nice, nice. 
So, you know, one of the things that I, uh, a lot of people may be interested in is, you know, I know you guys, you're going to do a relaunch because you didn't want to encourage people to gather with, you know, everything going on with COVID. But when you do the relaunch, like, what should people look for? Like, how will they be able to find you? And how can they find you online to see, you know, what's going on with Token? Yeah, the main way is uh, go. you can go to our website and put in your email, uh, tokengames.com. And token is spelled T-O-K-Y-N um, because all startups use cool alternate spellings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so tokengames.com is a great place. You know, we're on all the socials. Well, not we're not on TikTok. We haven't gone into that world yet. But, you know, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Um so those are all great places. Um, uh, but yeah, the website and putting in email is probably the best way to, if you really want to just stay uh, connected and uh, here when we relaunch. Awesome. Awesome. That is great. Now, before we wrap up, one question I always like to ask every guest that comes on. I mean, like, you know, when you think about, you know, your journey so far, I mean, with jumping into, like I said, a, you know, a board game space, which you don't really hear about a lot of people making, you know, creating business, new businesses in that space. And you think about just kind of what you, the journey you've been on, you know, what's two lessons you've kind of learned that you would share with other small business owners? Yeah, I think um, the two that come to mind initially are, uh, and they're somewhat related. So the hardest part about running a business, whether you're making kind of micro decisions for your business or macro decisions of like, what business should I be doing is the decision point of, should I keep doing this and pushing and hustling? Or is this, is this something I really need to pivot away from um and that's like the i think one of the hardest tensions of being a business owner or, or an entrepreneur um because uh uh aaron chevsky i think his name is he's one of the founders of airbnb yeah he, uh, he has this saying that i love and latch on to a lot which is um the most sex successful entrepreneurs are the ones who try the longest <laughs> um <laughs> where there is a sense where you just have to put in the hours and the work and push through, but also some of the most successful people have are, are people who are quick to say, this is a bad idea. I'm going to you know move and do something else. And I think figuring out what is the correct thing to do, like push through, even though it's hard or realize it might be hard because it's a bad idea. So <laughs> move on to something else. That's not even like, great advice on how to answer that question. But I think acknowledging that that is a tension that you really have to learn how to wrestle with and get good at um, is just the first piece of advice. And the second one, I think um, it helps, especially if you haven't started a business yet, or even if you're already in one, thinking from the beginning, like what kind of business do I want to be running do i want it to be a small business that's local do i want it to be statewide do i want to be national do i want to be global kind of like thinking of the size you want it to be so um because that in and of itself will help direct what kind of business you start like uh i don't know if that's making sense exactly but um like for me with token um 
from the be very beginning, I wanted a business where I could, I had the potential to touch every person in the industry and help them in some way, which I originally thought that was just making, designing a board game, you know, literally the most simple version of being in the board game industry is like, Hey, make a game. But then um, that's, that's a much smaller idea. And I realized that, and uh, I went through, you know, multiple iterations over a course of four years before I arrived at what token is today. But um, all to say, like, uh, I, I, I've seen people get in tough spots because they start a business and weren't really sure what, like, it wasn't actually what they wanted, the kind of business they started. Like, it was either too small or too big than what they wanted. And um, that that's not, like, a, a very succinct piece of advice. But um, I just think, yeah, having a little more forethought and thinking ahead of time can be helpful in terms of like what kind of business do you want yeah no i, I think that makes a lot of sense because that, that is something i've seen a lot of people run into where they start a business and they say that hey you know what i want this business to be a multi-billion dollar business and then you look at kind of the like the business you're in the market size won't get you to a billion <laughs> yeah right yeah and i think that's <clears throat> yeah so the more succinct way to say what I was trying to say is it's really like design thinking is kind of the school of thought around it is um, not just kind of bumbling your way around, but actually designing kind of the business or designing the path of life moving forward. And yeah, being thoughtful and realistic about it because uh, yeah, I, I started trying to design a board game because I was like, this is the way to make a business in the industry but then I was like this after kind of doing some reflection analysis I was like yeah this actually has a very low chance to be a, a profitable business yeah. um, and so then pivoting is something else uh, but I think often people are not don't take the time to step back and be thoughtful about that gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, I think that that is a, a unfortunate reality that, that, that a lot of people don't. But thanks for, for definitely coming on the interview. And thanks for, for even sharing that advice, because that's something that you really don't hear a lot of people tell people like, you know, hey, you should think about this, because you often hear people say, oh, yeah, you should everyone should start a business, you should jump in. But that's something important to think about what Evan said. So definitely thank you for everyone watching and listening. Um, and again, I mean, you, you, you heard, you know, business advice and you got a tutorial on coffee, which is something that, you know, that's unique. You didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either, but I love it. So Evan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Terrell. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.